When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hello and welcome to So I Got to Thinking, the weekly Sex and the City podcast where we take the iconic questions of Carrie Bradshaw from Sex and the City and apply them to modern life and love. You are listening to two twisters, Juno Dawson, and two drifters, Dylan B. Jones. Hi, morning Dylan, how are you? Morning, I'm okay, I'm coming to you single and fabulous question mark this morning oh, after not like not like you've broken up with chris i hope no 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 that's it no i don't mean a twist oh my god yeah oh my god no that's in reference to carrie getting three hours of sleep i have had <laughs> i think four hours of sleep this morning um Oh, no. Did you go out out after your yes. theatre experience? Yes, out out, which was which was great. It's great. Very old London, like Carrie and Big are celebrating old New York. You went you went for a night of theatre and dancing. I was listening to Moon River. Um, I got a horse <laughs> and carriage down Old Compton Street. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you get one of those awful what what you call them tuk tuk things? Rickshaw. Yeah, no, Absolutely. I didn't. Thank God. Um, it's just no. So we're finally at the end. Of the <laughs> longest season of any television show I, ever. I cannot even remember starting this season. <laughs> I think I was a different person when we started. Was it pre-pandemic? No. <laughs> no, no, but so basically, we added ten episodes to this season, didn't we? Yeah. So instead of it being a bijou eighteen episode delight, it became a twenty-eight episode marathon leviathan <laughs> uh, that we have um, that we've. Admirably, I think, got through. I mean, this has encapsulated actual, at least <laughs> one variant yes. of coronavirus. This this is seen as through Omicron, if nothing else. Um, Storm Eunice as well. Storm Eunice, and now war on Ukraine. Yes. And um, if we have any Ukrainian listeners, we love you. Yeah. yeah. Look after yourselves. Take care. Yeah. What, what a time. 
Yeah. What a fucking time. Um, you'd think after a global pandemic. <laughs> it just made me, I mean, and I'm hungover, so let's not get into this too deeply, but it just it makes me just hopeless about, like, humans, doesn't it? Like, as soon as the pandemic's yeah. over, bang. But anyway. Oh, let's do, let's do a war, yeah. I'm going to say, just, just when you thought existential dread might be... <laughs> On its way 2021 out. yeah no no we're, we're into let's just let's just keep going with that yeah um any enough yes this is because we have to distract ourselves it's so let, let's okay that the horror of real life clearly isn't gonna let up so let's distract ourselves yes. with our silly little podcast yes and our little our little television story <laughs> um what else can you do as jerry <laughs> as jerry halliwell once memorably said what else can you do um we come to the finale of season four, mm. I Heart NY. Dylan, do you have a potted synopsis? I do. So, Carrie wants to have one last hurrah with Big before he <laughs> takes a napper and moves to napper. Um, and it's her kind of side of things is her like figuring out whether she should sleep with him one last time and how that's going to pan out and the other ladies giving her advice on that. Um, Samantha is wearing a ridiculous wig. <laughs> and I do love her sassy shag. Uh, the I sassy do. shag. I enjoy. The sassy shag. Um, Miranda has a child, gives has birth. Has a child, yeah. Um, and Charlotte is kind of the B-plot this week, isn't she? Um, she she really is bless her. Yeah. Although she, she she so it's about so the question that we're going to answer is about fate. But um, there's there's lots of stuff going, lots of puns around the word X. Mm. So she she's viewing the expressionists and <laughs> runs into her ex while reliving the express expressionists, which apparently is a word I cannot say. Very like quintessential um, Michael Patrick King writing in this one. It was, but I did think this script is beautiful, and I do, and I know I'm not alone in saying this. I think this is one of the loveliest episodes yeah. there is. It's this, it's a lyrical, and of course, there's the added poignancy because this was the episode that was the tribute to the 9/11 attacks. Mm. There is um, a tribute to New York on the end credits, and I think Carrie's final monologue was rewritten to allude to um, the attack on the Twin Towers. Oh. Um, oh, about people people leaving your life and obviously in in series she's talking about big but this episode is about people leaving and of course people arriving in the form of brady brady um, and there's interesting i noticed there's interesting stuff with seasons in this one as well mm-hmm. we move into autumn i think autumn for the first time yeah, yeah like patricia fields of course, always referred to her eternal spring yeah. and would always dress the characters for eternal spring. But yeah, for the first time, we we experience a fall. Mm. A CGI leaf um, <laughs> yes. descends into Kerry Bradshaw's <laughs> life and she wears a roll neck. Yes, um, yeah. But I think I think that again that, that that sense of the seasons changing adds to the kind of the lyricism of the episode totally. and 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 clearly. You know, I've, I've read um, Sarah Jessica T- Parker talking about the impact 9-11 had on her as a New Yorker. And I think it was something they were all very much feeling because it's, and it's such, this is, it's funny because it forms like, the this episode forms like a little duet with the next episode, Anchors Away, which is the first episode of season five, which 
more than any of the other episodes wang on about New York in in that kind of like New York is the fifth character kind of way. Mm. Um, and there are some lovely lines. I love it when Carrie says to Mr. Big, you can't leave New York. You're the Chrysler building. Yes, I wrote that The Chrysler building would look all wrong outside of New York. Yeah. And she's right. The idea of Mr. Big going to California. Well, much like, much, it's much the same as Carrie leaving New York. Like, it's just wrong, isn't it? Which is why... It's just weird. It's just weird. Which is, why, I guess, yeah. Yeah, which is why we don't like the, um, the LA episodes. Um, because mm. it's weird. Um, I was going to say about the weather as well. Could it be represented like spring to autumn? Could it be like the end of innocence? Maybe tied into, or is that reading into it too much? I don't know. No, I, th- I think I think. So I, from what I can remember, again, my my Bible is Sex and the City, Kiss and Tell, which is a bright pink book that was published a very long time ago. I think it's out of print, but you might get lucky on a second hand book selling site um i'm sure max is in the next room shouting plug world of books um <laughs> world of books um and um and i think the the bulk of the episode was written before 9 11 mm. but then it was during post-production that 9 11 um happened and and then Obviously, we know 9-11 happened midway through through this season going out, which is when they took the Twin Towers off the introduction mm. sequence. Um, so, um, I think... I don't think you are looking too into it. And I think it, the change of the season reflects the change in Carrie and Big's relationship that we've seen all season, where they have become... Friends plus, because mm. they're not friends. You know, there is this incredible chemistry and, and we saw that this week when they twist to Moon River and almost <laughs> kiss. And then later they do ca- kiss on a horse-drawn carriage. Yeah. Um, I wrote in my notes, just magical chemistry, as always, between yeah. them. Um, we love. And we have to... I think going forth, we can't erase... Chris Noth mm. from the final two seasons of Sex and the City. Yeah. Um, he's there. Yeah. Surprise, he's there. <laughs> so um we I think we're gonna have to separate Mr. Big, the fictional character, yes. from Chris Noth accused mm, yeah. rapist. Yeah. And we're gonna have to move on with that. And and I think obviously it's up to our listeners as to whether they want to watch historical television episodes but then i mean because that's a really big conversation what do we do with buffy you know there's been allegations about joss whedon you know what do we do with i mean at this point you know at this point like what do we do johnny with depp films like, it's, yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah mm. what was i gonna say oh i loved when um i really enjoyed samantha saying i'm always surprised when people leave new york where do they go <laughs> <laughs> well this is because you're a londoner dylan um, <laughs> yeah true <laughs> and in fact, and it's like, where, where could you possibly go? It's like, when I when I tell people I live in Worthing, they're so confused. <laughs> they just don't understand. Like, but that's not London. Is that like Manchester. zone? Is that like zone six? I don't know. <laughs> I still tell people for shorthand, you know, oh, I live in Brighton. Yeah, because pe- people understand Brighton, um. So I still I still tell people that, um, but. No, I, I love that Samantha. Like, where where do they go? <laughs> um, and I I think especially because I mean. If you weren't living in New York, although actually interesting, I wonder now, now that New York 
has become so uniquely unaffordable. It's interesting that other places have kind of become more hip. Mm. Like if I was going to go live, if I wanted to live somewhere really, really cool in America, I think I'd move to Portland in Oregon. Yeah. Which everybody says is mega queer and mega cool and great music scene. And yeah, I think... Because I, I was always a Brooklyn baby when I when I used to go and stay with my friends in New York. And it was that real moment when Brooklyn was rapidly, rapidly gentrifying. And it's where, you know, it felt like the centre of the world was Brooklyn. But I don't even think Brooklyn's affordable for mm. mortals anymore. I don't even I don't even know where real... And I think quite a successful author but i think i'm still a real human i i don't i don't know where i don't know where i would live if i was to move to new york mm. and please please listeners do get in touch are you a mortal dare i say it working class person who can afford to live in new york or brooklyn is it possible mm. answers on a postcard i'm, I'm genuinely interested to know some, let, um, let us know we've got some new york listeners we know, we know. We do. We love our, we love our New York listeners um, <laughs> because we ask you questions all the time <laughs> and get our New York geography hopelessly wrong Thanks. as well. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? I was going to say something about um, about oh, that was it. One of the many things that has aged Sex in the City actually is the Manhattan chat, like mm-hmm. them saying, "Oh, I wouldn't dream of living leaving Manhattan." Um, I imagine that's definitely changed now. Um, yeah. I know, I think, so a writer friend of mine bought an apartment on, like, the upper, upper, upper west side. So, like, super, super way, almost kind of in the Bronx, kind of. Um, But what always strikes me about Manhattan is it's just not very big, Mm. you know. So it figures that there is very little real estate on my island. Um, And I remember the very first time I went to New York, I think in 2011, I was really, really surprised at how quickly you could get from one end to the other. Mm. Like even, I mean, if you if you've if you've never been to London, it's such a mission. Like if you need to get from even, let's say, somewhere like Battersea, mm. which is now on the tube, but when I lived there, it wasn't. If you had to get from Battersea, where I lived, to say like Dalston or Hoxton or Shoreditch, oh, that's for like a, good, a lot of that's a good like fifty minutes. Easily hour. 50 minutes, yeah. if not an hour. Yeah, if not, and, you know, and, and that's such a pain in the arse, whereas New York has always felt much easier to get around. But it's, So I did have a friend, and I remember when my friend bought his apartment on the Upper West Side, I was like, oh, okay, so people people can still do that. But even, even quite well-off people I know, like, instead are in Hoboken mm. or further out, further upstate. Mm. Um, so the question this week mm-hmm. is, can you miss, can you make it, is it, can you make a mistake and miss your fate? Correct. Can mm. you make a mistake and miss your fate? And it's a funny one, isn't it? Because it, do, it doesn't massively apply to what's going on in their lives. Mm. Um, it comes about from the brunch scene where it's very meta, where Miranda, Charlotte, and Samantha debate who who will Carrie end up with? Yeah, I like, wrote down Charlotte is team big, whereas Miranda is team Aiden. Yeah, I wrote down um, that it was basically having they were having the conversation. Miranda and Charlotte were having like the conversation that viewers have. Hundred um, percent, which I yeah, enjoy. Very, very knowing. I enjoy it. Sweet. Um, 
And what does Carrie say? She's like, this is all very interesting information <laughs> or something. Yeah. Um, well, because l- later on as well, I think, have we already had it where the, the, where Charlotte retrofits her soulmates? So everybody knows you get two soulmates. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and so you've had them, big and Aiden. Oh, great. I guess I'm done then. Yeah. Um, convenient theories for, for Charlotte. Yeah. Um, but... Um, I don't know. I don't know how we can answer that question because I don't really believe in fate. Mm. I think. I think. I think we sort of make so fate. Right. Hang on. I'm, this is we're coming to you quite early on a Saturday morning. <laughs> let me let me wheel out and dust off my philosophy of religion A level. Okay. <laughs> which I did do. Teleological so, myth. Exactly. So free will. Yeah. So fate is in opposition to free will, I be- I think, if I'm right. So if, if everything is predestined, if our futures are fated, it was always written in the stars that I would meet Max and get married, that I would transition, that I would write my books, that I would move here, that, you know, that you would meet Chris, all mm. this stuff. It was all, and there was nothing we could do. Whatever we would have done, that is how our lives would have turned out. Um, so free will, on the other hand, suggests that there is no fate, that we make our own fortune. And I, I subscribe to that. I believe, you know, I could have stayed as James Dawson. I could have stayed teaching. I could have quit writing after the first few rejection letters I got from agents. You know, I, I chose all my choices Mm. and so I don't I can't answer Carrie's question because I don't think there's a fate to miss Mm. I'm the same I imagine it's uh, hearing you kind of sum it up makes me kind of wish that I did believe in fate because it's kind of um well it would take away my FOMO for a start I have chronic (laughs) (laughs) I have chronic FOMO and if I believed in fate I could just be like well you know you didn't it's not meant for you yeah you you didn't do that because you weren't meant to which must be really relaxing and cool um but yeah I'm the same I don't I'm cynical and I don't believe in fate sorry Carrie Mm. (laughs) because it's quite lazy as well isn't it 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 almost feels if everything is pre-decided, it almost feels like you can just lie down and let life wash up. Yeah, true. Relaxing. So it feels like the, the quitters. Yeah, relaxing and lovely, like Red Sea flirting. Yeah. But it feels like a quitter's approach to life to me. Mm. <laughs> kind of just, ah, well, it wasn't It wasn't meant to be. Yeah. It Fuck could, that. It could be healthy in a way. Like acceptance, perhaps. Accepting your fate. I don't know. Um, yeah, see, the, the, <laughs> it's not very, it's not very Juno Dawson, is it? Just a what? <laughs> I don't, I don't like hearing now, if I'm honest. So, um, oh, me neither. <laughs> and he, you know that it just, it just when when I hit barriers and stumbling blocks, it just makes me push back harder. Mm. Um, mm. So now, although maybe again, maybe some some people, and I'm sure there are people out there hearing this, which is that they will say that it was my fate to be so inclined that you know and that it was always pre-written that I would push back against the universe kind of so I mean and people people could argue against that for and there are some people in the middle as well there are some people who believe when you when you add religion into the mixture as well that that God gave us free will but mm. of course God could see every possible outcome and we're back in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness kind of <laughs> 
So it's, it's kind of, but this is why philosophy is so lovely because it's it's exercise for your brain, and I understand why a couple of my friends did philosophy degrees because it is it's it's like playing sort of intellectual intellectual ping pong, um, which is all fun until somebody starts trying to use it to restrict the rights of trans people. Indeed, <laughs> that's where philosophy <laughs> stops being cute. But if you're a woman, am I even human? Oh, shut the fuck up, um, <laughs> is what we say to that. That's what, that's where you end those debates. You're just like, Shh. Yeah, um, stop. It's mental chewing gum. Stop trying to take away my rights. Um, mental chewing gum, what a phrase. I love that. Mm. Um, um, one of my favourite ever Miranda moments in this episode, when um, Carrie says, going out of business sex, what do we think? And Miranda says, No. Yep. And then Charlotte <laughs> says, you had sex with Steve. And she says, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, she's so, so good. So good. We'll come on to Miranda post-break. But um, <laughs> also, before we move on from Carrie, can we talk about her glorious tan? Her glorious is tan. Is that the way her tan, she was so tan, that is the most tanned Carrie has ever been. Yeah. She looks like she's been on a beach for three weeks. I wonder if her S- hair is golden. I wonder if SJP had been on a beach for three weeks, because I noticed that it was noticeable. Like maybe. She was so tanned. Yeah. I mean, I know this was this was 2001, like the year of the Saint Tropez. Very Saint Tropez, I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, also, her pretzel necklace, did you spot that? Yeah, hideous. Yeah. No, I can't. Not good. That's gruesome. <laughs> a mad moment. <laughs> Although I did, from, um, I loved, I loved the um, the very eighties neon dress that she wore when she was walking down the street with Samantha. Yeah, that was cool. And when she first clocks the Louboutins. Yeah. Those Louboutins are one of many, many sort of stunt shoes. You know, of key key pieces of footwear for Carrie. I don't like this shoe. No, they're um. I think it looks like a jellyfish on her foot. Yeah, they're kind of oddly, like, biological looking. <laughs> I'm not yes. sure if I like it. Um, <laughs> but you're right, because these get, obviously, Miranda's water breaks on these shoes. On her labia shoes. And then the Malone, Manolo's, when Big dies in the shower, get soaked uh-huh. as well. Yeah, stunt shoes, you're right. So stunt shoes, so she has some nicked in season yes. five. Yes, Or six. She gets some shoes stolen. Manolo's from again, Tatum I think. house. Manolo's again. Yeah. The, the blue Manolo's that Big proposes with. The labia Louboutins oh, from yeah. this episode. Um, yeah. The labia Boutons. In fact, Carrie gets mugged for her shoes as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Carrie's shoes. The, the Mary Janes. Yeah. The original Mary Janes that she gets sexually assaulted for in the last episode. <laughs> yeah. God, yeah, Carrie's, Carrie's footwear is so important to this show. Um, I guess it's used as, because we know, one of the main things we know about Carrie is how much she loves shoes. So I guess does. they're used to effect, aren't they? Um, Enid, with respect. <laughs> shoes. Shoes, I know. No, shoes, I know. Um, um, <laughs> so... <laughs> Oh, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else we need to say about Carrie. So she pashes, she pashes Mr. Big on a horse and car. And then just like that, he is gone. Yeah. He's off and actually does not return permanently to New York until the end of this, until the end of series six. Yeah. Cause we get a few phone calls, don't we, with him mm-hmm. in Napa. Um, so actually, having said having said that, we now have to negotiate Chris Noth in Sex and the City. He's not really in it yeah, very much now. Which is really I think possibly we could count on one hand the episodes he's in. And she sees him forward. on the book tour. 
she does we'll, we'll get to yeah. that um so yeah she, she she goes to she goes to san francisco he comes to new york for heart surgery and then then we're in end game territory yeah with six years of never being different um <laughs> which is my favorite scene possibly in all of sex and the city can't wait for that i'm just gonna act it out i will do it as a dramatic reading <laughs> amazing and you can walk up and down this street because i don't live oh, here anymore yeah oh, so good yeah. I enjoyed in this episode, um, just when Carrie and Big, just when Carrie's like cute and she sort of performs for Big, like, mm-hmm. get it while it's hot with the pizza. I enjoyed that. She's very cute. And again, this, she, well, I, okay, this is what some people hate about Carrie, but one of the things I love about Carrie is that she lives her fantasy. Yeah, yeah. Of course she's in a horse-drawn carriage. She, <laughs> I've been in, I've been in a horse-drawn, horse-drawn carriage through Central Park. Oh, uh, really? Was it because um, of Carrie? It was because of Carrie, of course, <laughs> of course it was because it was of Carrie, but it's really unfortunate. I will never show the pictures, not just because they were from pre-transition, but also I was with an ex-boyfriend. Oh. Um, and B, so it was my first time in New York and it was January and we were warned it was going to be cold. <laughs> it actually wasn't that cold for New, for New York standards. Uh-huh. So I'd kind of wrapped myself up in this big scarf and big coat and this was pre-transition and I was wearing a hat. Hats did nothing for me when I had short hair. And I also had a blanket across my lap. So you can see where this is going. I literally looked like I was on a Make-A-Wish Foundation holiday. You looked infirm. I really did look like this was living out my dying wish. And that is, I think I still have the picture on Facebook somewhere, but I look really (laughs) ill. It was not good. I needed a tan. I needed a Saint-Tropez. This has reminded me though, when we were talking about Carrie and her kind of, what a lot of people see as her ridiculous behaviours. Something I really respect about Carrie and something that I also do, and I think you do as well, is she fully commits to the mood. Like, she fully invests in the vibe of whatever's going on. She dresses for it. She listens to the right music. She really gets into it. And we can only respect that in 2022, I think. She's a theatre kid. I mean, hello, Sarah Jessica Parker, like child Annie. Annie. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Oh, oh, bless her. (laughs) And the thing is, this is a girl with curly hair. So why they needed to give her that wig is anybody's guess. Curly. Curly. But, um,. Yeah, I, I, I've always liked that about Carrie, that she, she will wear a ball gown and that she, she really invests in the kind of the romance yeah. of New York City because she is romantic. And I was surprised when she called Moon River cheesy or corny mm. because actually, you know, she is Breakfast at Tiffany's. She's Holly Golightly. She would stan that film and the soundtrack. Yeah. Um, Audrey Hepburn lip syncing for her life <laughs> to, to Moon River on the fire escape outside outside the window. Oh yeah, it's classic, not corny. Let's take a lovely break, and when we get back, we will talk about um, Raquel Welch. <laughs> <laughs> Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. 
So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hi and welcome back, so I got to thinking. This week we have been discussing season four, episode 18, season finale, I Heart NY. Um, we are also trying to work out if you can miss your fate, but neither of us really believe in fate, so you've come to the wrong place <laughs> if you want to talk about destiny. Um, let's move on to Samantha, Richard Wright, and Ikea-looking artwork. Mm, I, I wrote down that artwork is hideous. It's like Would you a, hang that? No, you... it's, a, no. it's a hop, skip, and a jump away from Live, Laugh, Love, isn't it? It's in the same category. Okay, it's not in the same. Come on, <laughs> come on! It's not like a family slogan. But it's to um, me, it's in to me, it's in that same category as like you know those. And I'm really sorry to any listeners who might have this kind of decor in the house. But <laughs> careful! But when you go into someone's house and they've just got like a a London skyline photograph for no reason, yeah. it's in that kind of category, I think, or like a Union Jack. A, lo- a lot of people have very potted. <laughs> <laughs> God, yeah, just the of the Union Jack. The like, I love, I love him, and I love Tom, and I love. I knew Justin, you were going to say, but Tom, Tom Daly's had. There are a lot of fucking Union Jacks in that <laughs> flat. Um, it's tricky. Isn't it? Even Jerry Halliwell knew when she wore the Union Jack dress at the Brits that it had slight nationalist <laughs> leanings, which is why she put the peace sign on the back. Um, tricky. Um, yeah, no, it, I mean, it's a bit Mrs. Hinch, isn't it? But it, it's kind of, even, even I don't think, I don't think a Hinch household could even have red. But to my mind, it was very, very, when you go to Ikea mm. and you just buy the shit that comes in the yeah, frame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm surprised, well, no, I'm not surprised because, of course, Miranda was hobbled by the needs for the script and the need to break his heart. Um, Samantha. Yeah, for Samantha. Sorry, mm, what did I say? Miranda. Oh, sorry, Samantha. Um <laughs> Then, because obviously it all builds up to now your heart's broken too. Oh, no. I um, was not. I was not loving. I don't know if it was just my hangover because I watched it this morning. I was. <laughs> no, I was not loving this. It, it just none of it rang true for me. Like I didn't like seeing Samantha being so kind of. Um, and maybe it's fair enough because it kind of gives an extra dimension to her character. Mm. But I didn't buy. I just didn't buy it. It was strange you seeing. See, I do buy. You it. do buy it. Okay. Because. As you know, I'm a I'm an independent woman mm. who does not need to smoke. And um mm. sometimes with the wrong man, I go fucking nuts. <laughs> and that is that is how now I in forty years I've come to recognise when it's not right. Right. And when I know it's not right is when I Don a Raquel Welsh sassy shag, a trench coat, and start sneaking around cities, going, but you know, metaphorically, it's like trying to go through people's phones. Oh, and, okay. You know, 
you know, and and I, I see a bit of that with Richard and Samantha, and of course we'll come back to this next season as well, which is that Richard is bad for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not necessarily because... Although actually, no, because that's not fair. Richard has lied to her, actually. So that that's... This isn't... You know, if Richard had stuck to what he said originally, which is we're not the monotonous type. Mm. Sorry, monogamous type. Mm. That I would have let Richard off the hook because he'd been honest with her and he'd never promised yeah. her monogamy. But actually he had promised her monogamy and yeah. then he gaslights her, which is unforgivable. He calls her crazy and says that, you know, if you, if you keep on like this, I'm going to break up with you. You know, I was that woman was an interior designer, but of course he is eating her out, yeah. as Charlotte says next season. <laughs> I enjoyed, I really enjoyed... Um... Samantha getting in the cab and saying, follow that car. And the cab driver being like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> well, quite. Although we've all wanted to say it. To we say have. We've all wanted to jump in a cab and say, follow that car. That was one of the, um, that was one of the more amazing moments in Detransition Baby. When she, when she, when, when, <laughs> um, I forgot the name of the character, but when she does that and the cab driver, Reese. yeah, when Reese does that. And she's like, follow the cab. And it's an Uber. And the Uber driver's like, no, I can't just... Oh, you need to put a journey in. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the 2022 evolution so of follow that cab. I can't. You need to put an address in. So good. Uh, I, I do not know these words. <laughs> I just follow a screen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, so I sympathise with Samantha because it's so against her character but I think that's a reflection of how toxic this relationship is and how poisoned she's been by it Mm. but also it it tells me a lot about why Samantha has been so reluctant to fall in love because I'm not going to name names but I've got a couple of friends who have slightly almost opted out of dating because they don't like the person they become when they fall in love and that's really really sad to me because actually when when you find a healthy relationship that works and when someone is respectful of your needs you know you don't go crazy I mean I'm not gonna say that in my in my marriage I never go crazy because the demon is in me but um (laughs) and it could always jump out at any time but the reason that I think this relationship has lasted so long and why I agreed to marry Max is because because actually I can be the sanest, hmm. not sane, the sanest <laughs> version of myself with Max. Um, whereas with some other guys that I've dated, hello if you're listening to this podcast, and with with some of the other guys, I went mad because the, the things that they were doing tipped me over the edge. I didn't feel secure and I didn't feel confident and I didn't feel like the best possible me. Mm. So, mm. And I think that's the problem with Samantha and Richard and why later no we're, we're skipping ahead but with smith jared he calls her out on her bullshit you know and says what the fuck is wrong with you and 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 you know she ends up in a relationship with someone who who can bring out the best in her i think perhaps part of the reason i didn't buy it is because i mean i, I think it has a lot to do with the fact that i'm not a fan of richard um, yes he is absolutely evil I, <laughs> yeah i was a big fan of um Maria like mm-hmm. it was yeah like I bought Samantha and Maria a lot more than I buy Samantha and Richard I don't know but um yeah it's it's things cheer up for Samantha from next season right yeah well is it, we get a different 
the next two seasons are quite different for Samantha. Yeah. I know a lot of people don't like the Smith Jared stuff because they feel that they preferred Samantha when she was free and single and having crazy sexual adventures. Mm. But I think for the actors and for the characters, you've got to move them somewhere. Yeah. And that's why, that's again why, why I, I can't be fully mad about the Che Diaz plotline because <laughs> yeah. apparently all that was left for Steve and Miranda was dessert ritual. Yeah. So, um, so for, you know, come on, we're making drama. We're supposed to be telling stories. You've got to take these characters somewhere. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Um, um Speaking of Che Diaz and Miranda Hobbs. Yes. And this is a woman who can give birth in silence. I was just going to say. But screams while being fingered. (laughs) (laughs) Something to mull over. Just a moderate gasp as she was giving birth to a child. Um, I mean, (laughs) that was ridiculous. (laughs) <laughs> um, but quite sweet and... Which, the screaming in the kitchen Or the giving birth in Scientology silence <laughs> or which... Scientology silence um, But sweet and one of Sex and the City's more memorable Moments when she just says Carrie And like mm-hmm. grips her hand Like very yeah. like intense uh, Friendship stuff um, I buy that more than the screaming in the kitchen Yeah totally <laughs> <laughs> Um Brady, the birth of Brady, Brady Brady. The birth of Brady, yeah, Brady Brady. He's he's with us now. I, <laughs> I do love Steve's two balls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Although, can you see balls on a baby? Is that biologically <laughs> accurate? I think so. <laughs> Surely they'd be very tiny, like the little ends of cotton buds or yeah. something. I don't know. I've I've never birthed a male progeny, but um, <laughs> I don't know. Um. But I did, I mean, the Miranda, the Miranda plot this week is slightly there for the Carrie and Big stuff, isn't it? And obviously the gag, because it gets Carrie away from Big and the water breaking on the Louboutins. And so Miranda, but it does, it changes the show. And I think I remember being, again, however old I was when this episode went out, 20 or whatever, mm. and being like, huh, there's a baby now. Yeah. And I think a lot of season five actually is about folding motherhood into the plot yeah because carrie's right once and obviously you are now 30 i am 40 you have got 10 years of your friends having babies now this is what happens wow and babies do change everything yeah and it is it's a change you can't pretend isn't happening you know and I remember in my late kind of 20s early 30s when when my friends started having babies my heart did sink, not because the babies weren't cute and not because my friends weren't happy, but because things change. Yeah. And it is, it truly is the end of the era. The era of staying out till three in the morning, you know, just like on a whim. Kind of like, <laughs> oh my God, should we go to pop stars? Yeah, okay, let's go to King's yeah. Cross for pop stars. Nope, nope. Because when, once the babies are in, you've got babysitters and feeding and nap times. And yeah. You know, I now have my friendship group is a mixture of people who have kids and people who don't have kids. But you evolve and, you know, you, you know, you factor in your friends with kids in different ways and you, you're basically, things change and change is always scary. I guess. And that's kind of what the end of this episode is about, which is things change. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say with the seasons changing as well. It's all very, it's all very change, very change. And doesn't Carrie say something about the seasons at the end she wraps up saying something like as we go into she literally says something like as we go into a new season yeah um yeah 
and this is and that I think that's why it was so important sooner or later that one of them really did need to have a kid mm. uh, because it would have been very strange to have a show about women in their 30s without motherhood yeah. being a really important motif now obviously <clears throat> Carrie doesn't have kids um and won't now I'm guessing um and there is I mean that is you know if there had been a second film and if in that second film there was a scene where Carrie and Big talk about the fact they have made a very adult decision to never have kids, uh-huh. I would have quite liked that scene. Uh-huh, right. Because I think I... So again, as we now enter the beginning of our 40s, the dawn of our 40s, I now have friends who, not in a, oh, it's too late now kind of way, in a, no, we, we decided not to. Mm, yeah. We got to the end of our 30s and we have now made a choice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, me, me and Max have made that choice. Although sometimes I like to freak him out by pretending I want a baby. <laughs> it's really fun and I can keep it up for hours. You should start coming home with um, like stuff, baby stuff. <laughs> just come it's like home. a little, little baby girl doesn't this make you want a child if max was clever he would call my bluff and be like yeah okay yeah. um and then accidentally and then accidentally you end up with one um, ah! <laughs> no, we both we were both trying to psych each other out and they, that's how we have a baby now um i was gonna say and i think we've said this before great choice for it to be miranda as well who has the baby yes because yeah. it's just the most interesting with her because in a way it's she fits the least with having a baby. Mm-hmm. So I like that they made that decision. Um, <laughs> well, she fits more than Samantha, I guess. <laughs> yeah, because that, that that, I, I don't think I would have enjoyed that no. plot. That would have been Quite. a st- step too far. Yeah. Um, a woman who doesn't believe in love suddenly deciding to have a child. Yeah. would have been like, what? Um, which just leaves us really, I guess, with, with Charlotte... And dating her slightly anti-Semitic new boyfriend. <laughs> yes, and we get a glimpse of Bunny. Oh, yeah, and that, that is the last we will see of um, Trey McDougal. Yes. Because, of course, we, we know that he gets cut from he gets cut from the end of season five. Kyle MacLachlan is in deleted scenes. They are available on YouTube. Oh, wow. Um, there was the scene at the... We'll come back to this in season five, but at the pool party... Where Samantha throws the melons through the window. Iconic. Um, Kyle McLaughlin filmed at that episode, and it would have been closure for Charlotte to very basically choose Harry right. over Trey. Kind of in in that episode, she would have chosen oh, wow. chosen him more overtly. Um, but for whatever reason, they shot with Kyle McLaughlin. Kyle McLaughlin would have been paid presumably handsomely, but he was he was cut. Wow. So um, that is the last time we see Trey McDougall. Mm. And that's that's a wrap on Kyle McLaughlin. Yeah. And Bunny says, oh, I detest Monet. I detest Monet. Such a sap. Such a sap. Um, we, we've not seen the last of Bunny. Bunny comes back to contest Charlotte's ownership oh, she does, of yes. the apartment. So don't worry, we've got more Francis. Um, <laughs> we'll have a special, a special memorial episode for Francis. And the guy... Um, who's still alive, of course. Yes, legendary. He's just 7,000 years old. And the guy freaks out about the fact that uh, Charlotte lives in a big apartment. An upper, a, classic, a classic six on the a upper east side. Six. Um, I don't know what a classic mm, six means. <laughs> one moment, Dylan. I mean, I could, have, I could have just easily Googled this, but again, I, I've got my Bible, Sex oh, yes. and City, Kiss and Tell. 
An apartment with six rooms, two bedrooms, a living room, a dining room, a kitchen, and a maid's room. A classic six, God. Frequently found on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. Um, however, this book also defines it as an apartment a guy only buys if he's seriously considering marriage. Ooh. <laughs> so, yeah. I genuinely can't remember the last time I was in a property with more than six rooms. <laughs> more than five Hang rooms. Hang on, what do I live in? So we've got two bedrooms, a lounge, a bathroom, and a kitchen. Classic so five. So we're in a classic five, yeah. Mm. Um, so what to say about this episode? It's a nice, it's a very nice episode. Um, it is. It's, it's... It's pleasant. It, ca- it's, it's, it captures a mood. Yes. It, f- it feels like a season finale. Do you know what? If this had been the last episode, everything would have been very neatly resolved mm. in a way. Mm. I'm glad, I'm very glad it's not the last episode. But, um, mm. um, it felt, there was a real sense of, do you know what I, th- I think? Because I suspect by this point, they knew the end was on the horizon. I suspect Sarah Jessica Parker in particular felt, I don't know how much of this I've got left in me. You know, it's been phenomenally successful, but nothing lasts forever. And I wonder at this point, if she and Michael Patrick King and Darren Starr had said, right, there is every possibility by the end of this series, Sarah Jessica Parker was also was pregnant. Mm-hmm. I imagine when you get to season four mm-hmm. is about when you start kind of asking questions like how much longer, how much further are we going to go? Are we, are we having two more seasons? Are we having one more? Um, it's sort of past mm. the midway point, isn't it? Season four usually. Yeah. And so I think that's what this episode's about. It's about we're moving into the final phase of Sex in the City, kind of. And I think, because obviously season five is going to be a very short season. There's only eight episodes mm. in it. Um, and then season six is, I believe, 20 episodes, mm. I want to say, or 21 or 22 episodes. Um, so yeah, we, we, only, we only have, I think, 30 episodes of Sex in the City regular left. Oh kind my of. God. Um, well, it's fine. We've got season two of um, I'm Just Like That. Prob- do we? Probably. <laughs> I don't know. We don't know for sure. Mm, I'm going to say they're not paid like normal actors. They're paid like film actors. So um, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. But um, mm. sh- of course, if there is a season two of I'm Just Like That, we would cover that as well. But um, yeah, we, we move into Endgame, the end game of Sex and the City, really. Not so much for series five, which was referred to as the bonus season. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, certainly in season six, it all feels very end of days mm. um so um we are going to take a little break now because because this has been a whopper between <laughs> between season four and and just like that we have we have done 30 episodes i think in the last for the sake months. of our sanity and our producer's sanity oh martin well. shout out please to yeah send some love to martin who has been editing over weekends <laughs> on sunday mornings so, um, yeah on sunday morning so we <laughs> We um we're gonna take a little break. We will be back in the summer mm-hmm. with 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 the burner season. Um, in the meantime, please pre-order my book, Her Majesty's Royal Coven, from Waterstones to get the neon yellow sprayed edges. Amazing. Things. Um, if you don't pre-order, um, you're not really allowed to listen to the book. <laughs> I, I don't make the rules. That's just, it's fate. That's what Carrie meant. Um, and keep um, writing to us and leaving reviews and everything. Yeah, we love, we, we love you. We love it when you get in touch. Yeah. Um, so you don't, don't, don't be sad. Um, we will be back in a matter of weeks. Yes. With, with anchors away, with more special guests. We will be refreshed, renewed, reinvigorated. Refreshed. refreshed. <laughs> um, 
And yeah, we we can play a fun new game, which is Can You Tell Carrie's Pregnant? (laughs) Um, I really look forward to playing Can You Tell Carrie's Pregnant? (laughs) Until then, um, have a very nice spring. Um, Have a fun eternal spring um, with Patricia Fields. And we will see you in a mere few weeks. Bye. Bye! How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.